Hi, welcome to On The Daily Season 2, a podcast focusing on authentic and acoustic entrepreneurship. My name is Danielle McCleary. I am your host. Y'all, I just left a nine-year fitness career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, so I am in the trenches with you, but I got big dreams of being a millionaire and helping other people to become millionaires as well. So together, we're going from stuck to unstoppable, and I'm so excited that you're here for this ride. Let's freaking go. Hello on the Daily Family. Happy Tuesday. Today we are hearing from the Fit Co Pro herself, Miss Rachel Brooke. This powerhouse and I used to work at SoulCycle together. She worked in the Bay Area. She also was a Barry's boot camp instructor. And now she has moved on and has created her own business, which helps fitness professionals to grow their personal brand, enroll new people, and just to grow whatever they're creating. And I really cannot speak in words how amazing this girl is. She really took what could have been a really horrible time in the fitness industry, which was the pandemic. And she turned it into something really amazing and helpful and added so much value to so many people. And if you are an entrepreneur who is listening to this, and maybe you're not in the fitness industry, but you're just looking to just bring massive amounts of value to other people, Rachel is going to be an interview you want to listen to, because even, like I said, even if you are not in fitness, what she did and created was so special for so many people. And if you are in the fitness industry, even more of a reason for you to be here today. So if this is your first time and on the daily, welcome to our family. Uh, all of these episodes that are on this podcast, we're almost at a hundred. Every single episode is on its own so that it doesn't go in any order. You can pick any title that resonates with you and you can dive in. We are niching down in this second season and focusing a lot closer on, or a lot more closely on um, authentic entrepreneurship. So if you are visiting this podcast because of Rachel, welcome to the family. I hope that this podcast gives you value. I hope that it gives you inspiration. I hope that it gives you some mindset tips. And I hope that it gives you somebody maybe in your mind that you can share it with. Uh, I would love to connect with you. Come find me on Instagram at Danielle underscore on the daily. You can find the podcast at on the daily pod. And I just really am so excited for you to hear this interview. So in a few moments, you are going to hear from Miss Rachel Brooke. On the daily. Welcome back. Uh, this is Rachel Brooke. Hi, friend. Hello. So for those of you listening, Rachel and I, I can say were because we both were soul cycle instructors and we kind of came into soul cycle around the same time what year did you start with soul seven years ago I was front desk and you had just started teaching or you were in training and I was like she's so cool be my friend yeah, we both started it like I think I started in 2013 so it was mm-hmm. like right before you as front desk so, mm. yeah we both her and I both <laughs> like have very similar uh stories in terms of soul cycle we both started at the front desk we became instructors instructors. She taught mostly up in the Bay Area. And we've just like the thing about SoulCycle, I think, too, that a lot of people don't realize is, you know, I would always have people that come to my class from other cities and they'd be like, oh, I took so and so's class like and not expecting me to know them. But I'm like, oh, yeah, like like, I don't think they realize like how much we actually all do know each other. Mm hmm. Especially back from like the 2010 to like 2015 crew, yes. everyone that like went through training or was in Manhattan for a moment, we're like, we know each like we're family. Yes. yes. And like, then there was like a shift where now like there were people, I'm like, I don't know who that person, I don't know who the fuck that is, but like, yeah, there was like an era of soul cycle that we both got to be a part of where we, we were a family. Like we really did all know each other and we knew mm-hmm. each other's business and we knew each other, like what we were up to and our mm-hmm. goals and all those things. And mm-hmm. so Rachel and I come from that era of soul mm-hmm. and, um, she has also, she left before I did and has built, you've built quite the empire mm-hmm. for yourself mm-hmm. and continuing to build quite the empire for yourself. How does that feel just on the surface? We're going to dive in, but like surface level, how does that feel? 
surface level, it feels so grounding and exciting and rooted in, I always say, if you don't have a why, you can never have a how. And I'm like, my why is so clear. My how has been kind of a shit show. And the how two years later is looping together. So it just feels like once you're rooted in all of that, it feels awesome. And that's where I'm at right now. I know you can like literally sit there and like say, I am a full-time entrepreneur. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing. Pretty wild. So tell us, tell everybody you, uh, you know, you're like such a good example of, of just finding out what you're really passionate about. Cause like, obviously you grew up a dancer you dance, you got injured. Mm. Like mm. you, this girl, you guys, like if you go, you got to go follow her on Instagram. She's going to shout herself out, but then also like her, all of her links will be in our show notes. So you can go and like actually click her link and follow her. This girl is like one of the most gorgeous dancers I've ever seen. Like contemporary postmodern ballet. Like you just have, yeah, like I've, that's like the, old, like the biggest memory I have of you is like watching a video of you dancing. And I was like, <laughs> who is this girl? Like, she's amazing. Mm -hmm. So you like start as a dancer, you be, you find fitness as a passion. It healed you. And you've really like, you're one of those people that's found a way to build a complete brand and business out of passion. Right. I mean, yeah, (laughs) that, that was, I'm so humbled by everything you just said. So I'm letting that sink in and yeah, it's exactly that. I let every breakdown turn in, build back into something new. I feel like the pandemic to me was just as hard as dislocating and breaking my foot in the middle of my ballet career. And yet something brand new came from it, like the rising from that breakdown into a direction that I always wanted to go. But I feel like sometimes you're at that door and you're just like, eh, like I'm going on a path. I feel like I'm good on this path. Everyone's telling me I'm good on this path. I know something's out of alignment on this path, but I don't know how to open another door. And those pivots and those challenges and those breakdowns really helped lead me to be like, well, screw it. I have no other option, but to open a new door. And I love the new doors I've gone through. Yeah. Talk about Mm -hmm. that story a little bit. Like you talk about that, like shift from dancer to fitness instructor to now like fit pro co, like you Mm -hmm. are the fit pro. Like Mm -hmm. tell us about that. My ballet and dance career started back in like (laughs) whatever, back in the day. Um, It's actually funny, a little full circle. I grew up in Portland, Oregon and something really hit me about 10 months into the pandemic where I was like, I want to be back in Portland, Oregon. So I'm here now. I'm back in Portland, Oregon. So my career started there. And pretty quickly, if you want to be a successful dancer, in my humble opinion, back then, I don't think it's what I think anymore. But back then I was like, I have to go to New York if I'm going to pursue this. So I was lucky enough to work my ass off, privileged enough to, I got into NYU Tisch Dance Department, which was my dream. And I danced and it was everything I wanted. And I I found Soul Cycle. I want to say it was Akin from like now Akin's Army, who was doing like a Nike photo shoot, video shoot. It was like, I was friends with him and he was like, come to this class. And I was like, okay. And it was an Akin's Army army like spin class and it was the hardest thing I'd ever done and that was my first time ever doing spin at like 18 years old but I fell in love with it I was like sure um and if you ever take my spin class it's I'm I'm very I'm slow I'm deep I'm like like it's basically the exact opposite of the opposite but I loved it so much and it got me into the fitness industry and but at the time I was like I'm just going to keep dancing I landed a jump and dislocated my foot which I did not know was a thing that you could do and three surgeries later and a year and a half later, I, I tried to get back to dance and being barefoot was the most painful thing. And it still kind of is some days. So I remembered, oh my God, Atkins Soul Cycle class. I'm going to go to that. And I started going and I would just sit in the back row and couldn't, I still can't really do anything that fast, but I really couldn't do anything back then. I would just sit and I'd let my legs move. And, you know, months later I'm, you know, out of the seat for just a little bit. And then months later, I'm like, I'll move to the second row. And months and months later, you know, and after finding lots of new instructors around New York City's soul cycle scene at the time. I was in the front row. And all during that time, the front desk of Soul Cycle was like, we see you and you're coming here an awful lot, like girl in a boot and crutches sometimes. And um, they ended up offering me a front desk job. And there were times where another surgery happened and they let me work in the back. I feel like this is like when you and I met, I was able to work in the back answering phones and they just made it really possible for me back then. And a couple of months later, they were like, you 
should audition. So I auditioned. I got it. I had the time of my life in that training program. And pretty quickly, right after I graduated training, they said, we're opening Soul Cycle Castro in the Bay, and you're going to be perfect there. And my little not knowing that I was queer at the time self was like, that sounds really fun. And then, of course, I get there and I was able to really grow into myself. And I spent most of my 20s there and I lived in the Castro. I taught Soul Cycle in the Castro. I ended up joining Barry's boot camp also, which was down the street. So I would like run, I teach a 430 Barry's and then run down the street to teach a 530 soul cycle. But it was just such a rad community and I miss it dearly. But you know, when the pandemic hit and I'm living in a studio apartment in the Castro, I was just like, I, I can't do this. I have to get out. I'd started teaching virtually at the time to just kind of keep those entities of clientele happy. And I moved over across the Golden Gate Bridge to a town called Tiburon, which is in Marin. And it's just like sunny and you're on the water. My little Scorpio self needed the water. So I did that. And I actually forced myself kind of in my discomfort zone of paying double my rent for double the space. And like I literally lived on the water. And it was in that year of the pandemic where, you know, things are still scary and shut down that I just every day I was out on the water. Every day I was kind of keeping an eye out for what my clients needed, what the industry needed, what I needed. And then I'm trying to spend a crazy amount on rent. So I'm trying to like make that money. So I like just hustled and I curated and created. And next thing I knew, I had two brands. I had a fitness app and then I had a coaching app for fit pros because people were coming to me being like, how the hell are you doing this? And I was like, I don't really know, but like, I'll sit with you on a Zoom call for three hours and try to explain it to you. And then kind of after that, I curated this coaching program that I ran six times in less than a year because it was just so needed. And I ran it, yeah, those six times. And then it kind of came to this moment last summer where I was like, or this past summer, I was like, I need to be back in Portland, Oregon. I want to, I want to spend time with my dad, with my mom, with my stepsister, with all these kind of, you know, you realize in the pandemic who you miss spending time with and what you value. Yeah. So I went to Soul Cycle and I said, like, I love you, but it's time to take really good care of myself and my needs right now. And I did it. And here you are. And here I am. We're in my studio right now. This is like yeah. where I teach and get a move and groove. And how did that like I know how it felt for me to like mm. walk away. And obviously, like I've only walked away for I've only been walked away for three weeks. But like I think I think a lot of people when they're deciding to step into working for yourself full time, right? There's this this fear that people have of, I can't make I, everything I've built. Like you get into the, your headspace of like everything I've built is because of this company that I work for. Mm -hmm. you know. And now if I walk away, I won't have that same network. And I think mm -hmm. what the, the, the piece that people miss is they weren't coming to you because you taught for that brand. They were coming to you for you. And you also happen to teach for that brand, mm -hmm, right? Like mm -hmm. that's the missing piece that I think a lot of fitness professional, I mean, in anybody really, I mean, any, any, anybody who like works, I say the same thing to people who work for salons, like giant, like hair salons. And then they step out and they go work at salon Republic for themselves. It's like, no, no, no. Those people didn't come to you because you worked for that place. They came to you for you and they're going to follow you. So how now you're on the other side of this, are you finding that to be true about your life? Like, mm -hmm. Your people are still your people. My people are still my people. And the people that, you know, I, I watch it be really interesting as thing, the world opens back up again. And yeah, like Soul Cycle Castro is back open and you don't have to wear a mask there anymore. So people are like, people are, people are going. And so, yeah, there have been people that have been on my app or been on my virtual platform that honestly, the worst thing that they say to me is like, I love you so much and I can't wait to see you in person soon. Just online fitness is not for me, but thank you for the last two years. I'm going to be like going back to Soul Cycle, but I'll see you when I see you. And that's amazing. And once I've kind of like separated from like, oh my God, I've lost like that scarcity mindset of I'm losing people to like, hell yeah, like you do love me and you came with me on this journey. And then guess what? 90% of my clients have then fallen 
fallen back in love with online fitness and they want to stay and they are in it for me. And, you know, they're the people that every week or month I'm creating something new for them, a new program, a new coaching thing, a new class. And those are the people that I think all fitness instructors have, no matter what studio you're at. Yes, the the how is there because there's an equipment, right? And there's a there's an app that they can sign up for your class really easily. And there's all those other things that a big studio does provide, which is incredible. But at the end of the day, they're coming for you. They're coming to 6 a.m. spin for you. They're coming to 5.30 p.m. theme rides for you because they love you and yeah. they will follow you in whatever way makes the most sense for them. And I, I, I've loved creating and nurturing new relationships with my old clients that I've known for years. And then yet I'm like, I never actually knew you. Like, yes, you were coming to my soul cycle class and saying thank you after, but now I'm in your home. Now I'm in your life. Yeah. And guess what? You're in my home and you're in my life. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's so intimate. Point. Yeah. It's like, I was going to say, do you feel like you've, you've gotten to know people better? Cause yes, like we know our writers and like, I, I know they're I, like, I know your name. I know you, you have kids. Like I kind of know that like you work a really busy job. I don't really know exactly what it is, but like, I know that you work a really busy job and you're showing up to 6am and like, I know like your work ethic, but like, do you find now that you get to like curate for them? Yeah. You're, you're in their life. You're in their families. You're, you know, I can think of clients that's like their partners are on screen and like, I would have never met their partner. They're little 12 year olds in class. They're, you know, they're going through a pregnancy journey and they're just like taking it day in, day out during the pandemic. And then, you know, as being your own boss, you're, you're figuring out what class times you want to teach. And you're then reaching out to your top clients, you know, kind of, that's the yeah. coolest part about being an, your own entrepreneurs. It, it's cool. And it's challenging, right? You're like, when should I actually do the thing so that I'm not fully working 24 seven and uh. asking your clients when actually works for you and curating it around your dream client and the people that have followed you and what also feels in alignment with yourself. It's super empowering. And and then, yeah, you get emails back from them where you hear about their job. You hear about their kids drop off. You like actually hear the things versus when I was full time for Soul Cycle and Berries, I was more like offended if they weren't coming to my 9 a.m. Like I didn't. And I was not reprimanded, but like I wouldn't get the raise or I wouldn't get the promotion if I didn't fill up said 9 a.m. But right. maybe I'm not for moms, which granted now a lot of my clientele are moms that have a kid right. drop off. So I do teach 9am's, but you know, you take it less personally, you learn about them. You're like, Oh, you're only not coming to my class because like you don't make it home in time. Like that's it. How can I adapt this and change this for you? And now I know about you. Yeah. So Gosh, it's so true. I, cause like obviously at soul, I was part of the training program for a long time mm. and just like reassuring, like, I think, I think like one of my passions has always been to be a teacher for teachers, mm. you know, like that's why I really respect your business about helping fitness professionals, like grow their brand, because that, that is something that I've always been really passionate about. And like I told, I, I mean, Sean Linehan at Soul, like mm. I would tell him all the time, I'd be like, listen, like. I love teaching. Don't get me wrong. Like I would love to teach like a couple times here and there, but if I could just, just teach new instructors how to be teachers, I would do that. I would do that only. Right. Because I think there's a huge gap in the fitness industry right now where we have a lot of instructors, a lot of instructors, not a lot of teachers. And what I mean by that is like people that actually know how to access the human. Mm-hmm. And I think mm. that's honestly because of the rise of online fitness, because mm -hmm. it's a lot harder to feel humanity through a screen and it takes a lot more like finesse, right? It takes mm -hmm. a lot more like attention to detail. And I think that's something you're doing really well is, but, but like that also could be because of who you, I mean, that's who you are in general, you know, like you're a human led like a heart led human, a servant human. Right. And so that could be why, but I think you just said that like you now get to curate for the client where when you work for a big brand, there's none of that. And it's all determined like you're also under the pressure to fill your room because if you don't, they're going to take that time slot away from you anyway, or they're going to get like, they're not going to give you a raise or whatever it is. Right? Mm -hmm. That's, what you teach. That's what, teach for soul, teach for berries. Anywhere. Like, yeah. Like anywhere. Like if you work for a corporate company, they have goals they need to hit and therefore those goals transcend to you. Yeah. 
Exactly. Crazy. The coolest thing that I think ties into all that, that then I like to coach within the Fit Pro Co is I make more money teaching a class to 10 paying Zoom clients than I did filling a room of 60 bikes or, or I make the same price, but like that. So here we were being, you know, I used to get Danielle so... If any of my old riders are listening, like, I think they could see it in my body if, like, I had bike seven open and, like, one class, like, one bike open, one bike, 59 people in a room. Like, that is still incredible. But I'd be like, "Eh," like, one bike is open. Like, I'm not good enough. Or I had some story in my head. My weight story that had been pumped into your brain, pumped into our brains. And I get it. Like you said, they had goals to reach. And, you know, these companies were so epic to work for. And, like, yes, there's nothing cooler than filling a room with even 59 people, but I was so hard on myself. And in that transition to zoom, sure. My first couple classes had like hundreds of people in it. Cause everyone was like, what's going on. And then, you know, when I sit and do the math, how much do I need to make per class to pay my rent, to live the life that I want, to be deeply satisfied by this action of being an entrepreneur? I realized I was like, gosh, I only need like eight to 10 people per class. And oh my gosh, I only need to teach three to four classes a week. Like, oh my God. And when you break those numbers down and then you, you know, you sit in the psychology of it, which is, you know, a lot of your inner programming and just reteaching yourself and remembering reminding yourself when you get triggered. Um, I love to sit back at the end of the day and be like, this is incredible. Like I just need these 10 people to be members and um, I can really, I can have deep, deep, deep connections with those 10 members and I'm making as much as I was making in, you know, hustling and running up and down these streets. So I I see that in a lot of the clients I coach too. And it's so like deeply satisfying to have everyone kind of relax about the numbers and get to know their people. Yeah, because also I think a lot of members and writers, clients, whoever it is, they don't realize most of the money that they're spending at these big brands is going to the brand Mm -hmm. operation. Yeah. Going to the, like, and I, I talk, I mean, SoulCycle probably would not want me to share this, but I don't work for them anymore. So here we go. Um, My last class with them, I did a 90 minute ride and it was on a Sunday and that class ended up being two hours long. Cause I was like, we're just going to keep going. <laughs> like, if you have to go, you have to go. <laughs> like, um, but it, that class sold out so early, 90 minute ride sold out so early. And I did the math and I was like, so cycle just made like $4,000 off this class. I will see 440 of that. Maybe that's insane. Yep. That's insane. Like, yeah. And I don't think, I don't think that writers understand that. I don't think clients truly understand that ratio. And, and I've had a conversation, I had conversations with like Pixie, you know, cause Pixie just left. If, you, mm-hmm. if you've listened to the podcast, Pixie did an episode. She was one of my mm-hmm. very first episodes on this podcast. She's another soul cycle instructor that just recently left the brand and she's now working for herself. And she kind of is having that same realization. And it's obviously her story. It's not my story to tell, but it, it just reminds me of that, this conversation. Cause when you work for yourself, you're no longer paying overhead to, you know, and she pays rent to the studio that she's like, it's like a, she, Pixie's now at it, like a WeWork for fitness instructors. So she pays like an overhead rent to rent the space, but then it's still like her money, right? And you are teaching fully online. And so all of that is going back into your ability to grow your brand and curate like for your clients. Mm -hmm. So actually like, you know, if you're listening to this and you're supporting online fitness for like a human instead of a brand, like trust that your money is going a lot farther and it's landing a lot harder for that Mm -hmm. fitness professional that you're supporting. I think Mm -hmm. that is a really important thing to note for people who are taking online fitness, like support those people that are really doing the work. Because like, as Rachel's saying, like you're, you're, you're creating all of it. Like you're doing the programming, you're doing the, the administrative work, the emails, the playlist, like it's all you now. I don't know though. I think that there's something really gratifying about that because then when, you know, when those, when those, that money lands in your account, you're like, Ooh, mm. I did that. I did that. For sure. And the, you know, the overhead costs for anyone out there that's like considering going into it. Yeah. There's like, there's a chunk you put up in the beginning. And then like, I'm looking at my equipment that I've had since April of 2020. And yes, it's a lot of cords and I don't really even understand how to put half the cords in certain spaces, but you know, that's why the Fit Pro Co exists to help you with that. And that's, I had friends help me with it. And 
all this stuff I've put maybe in the last six months into, um, I have like an away suitcase and all this stuff fits in my away suitcase and I travel with it and I can set it up in five minutes and teach anywhere I travel. And, you know, it's expensive and I don't ever want to lose it or yes, things will break down at some point, but I've had it now for a year and a half plus and th that was it. And once you do that, then, then you have it. Then you have this digital studio that gets to go everywhere with you and all that money that then you can drive the prices and make fitness and wellness accessible to people. And totally. totally, you can live your life and be in alignment with it and love what you do and do 10 other things on top of it too, because now you have the time and energy and resources for it. Tell me about, uh, tell me if you agree with this. Like everyone always assumes like you step into like full-time entrepreneurship, like not working for someone and they're like, oh, you get like time freedom all of a sudden. You're like, <laughs> you get location freedom all of a sudden. You don't get time freedom until you, you know, for me, I had to like, you know, I'm in therapy. I have a business coach. I have to do my own meditation practice to like weekly structure myself so that I have boundaries. When you leave a soul cycle studio, you've left the soul cycle studio. And that's your boundary for the day. When you live in your studio, you don't really leave it. No, and you end up working more than you did. I think the difference is you work for yourself. So yeah. it's like that work doesn't feel like work, even though it actually is more work. It doesn't feel that way because you're doing it for you and for your dreams and what you want to create in this world. Yeah. So you're teaching online. You said like you're teaching online fitness and you're doing, what is it? In, you said intuitive movement or? I call it intuitive movement. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, again, I was catering to Soul Cycle clients and Barry's Bootcamp clients and no one had equipment. And I had this background as a dancer. So I was like, I'm going to just combine a little bit of Barry's, a little bit of soul, a little bit of my dancing and create something that you don't need equipment for. And we're just going to like move and groove in our living rooms. So did most fit pros during that time. And I really ended up loving that method I created. And I now bring more like a psychological and energy side to it um, to like move are you, through. Are you teaching spin? In and I teach spin. I have yeah, a bike. It's right over there. So I teach spin. I, oh my God. I mean, I teach spin like it's the back of my hand. I don't know about you. Like I love it. I love it so much. I will always love spin. That was, it was so hard to leave soul cycle and be like, I'm going to now not teach to a beautiful rooms with loud music on a bike. This is effortless for me. So yeah, so I do it virtually and it's been cool to kind of put it. I'm like a weird quirky baby Peloton where like I teach heavyweight classes. I teach dance classes. I teach spin. I teach stretch meditation yeah. and I just got to do it in my way. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Cause like I left obviously soul and like, I had that moment where I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't teach fitness anymore. Mm. That's like an identity shift. An identity shift for sure. It's been like a weird couple of weeks. Like I'm finally now like seeing the light, but I'm like, wow, I don't, I'm not a fitness like I, I'm mm. not Danielle, the fitness instructor anymore, mm. you know? And like, what's mm. that going to, who's she <laughs> like, mm. can't wait to get to know her. But mm. then also I have moments where I go, but if I want to teach fitness, I still can't, like, I can still do that at any time. Right. Like it is. And it's crazy. And I know that you'll appreciate this. So I actually, did you, you know, I rolled my ankle. I was going to, I just rolled my ankle too. And I'm like, what's going on? But it looked like you did it right at the end of your soul right cycle before journey. My last class, I taught my last class in a boot on the floor. Like I didn't mm. even get to ride my last class, which sucked of course, but I had a moment cause I tore some ligaments. So it's, it's not like I'm going to, it's eight weeks, right? It's, this is a, not a quick healing process. And I had a moment during class cause I was so mad. I was like mad at everything. Why couldn't I ride like all these things? And I had this moment during class where I was like, Oh, maybe it's just a sign. And I believe in signs. Like my dad died. So like, I believe in like signs from my dad. And like, maybe this is just a sign from my dad that like right now it's not about the bike for me. Mm. It's not about the fitness for me. It's about my voice and what I can offer and give to the world in other ways. So that's why I'm like, I've settled, like when I say I've settled in, I've settled into this idea of like, Oh, I'm not teaching fitness anymore, but I'm, I am creating something that's still going to give. And like you said, your people are still going to find you in whatever way that makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. So it actually, it's been like, it's really beautiful that you say that because that definitely resonates and hits, hits in like a, a really cool way. I, 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 I did say today, I mean, when we're recording this today, we are recording this the day that Adele just put out her new album. And I was like, if I could go and teach one class <laughs> to that, the, oh my God, on that album, I would do it 
today. Like that is one thing that I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss that. And maybe I am going to have to like every once in a while, just teach a class because you really do get so connected to music and grounded. And, you know, once you've done that for so long, it really does. It's a piece of your life that you, I don't know if I'm like ever going to fully give it up. You know, I feel that way too. I love that you were just saying too, that you're like, how do I like label myself and title myself and show up in the world with a new, this new identity. I went to Maui for like a month this summer after going through my own, my own loss. And I'm meeting all these strange, like I truly just went alone. I knew no one. And I'm being asked, you're being asked all the damn time. Like, what do you do? <laughs> and I would just be like, I, I, and I got to a point where I would kind of make up new answers for everyone. Like I would say, and just to kind of, it was like trying on these hats. I was yeah, like, I don't, yeah. Like what, what makes the most sense? And I've just kind of come to this point where I'm like, I don't, you know, I could explain myself in 10 sentences what I do, or I could just really be Rachel and that's it. That is who I am. That is what I do. We're human beings. And it's enough to just show up as Rachel Brooke and have all these umbrellas and all these things I love to do. And I'll do some of them for free and I'll do some of them for a lot of money. And I'll say yes to a little bit of everything. And it's been really fun, but that's definitely the hardest part of doing what we do where I'm like, I can no longer say I'm a soul cycle and Barry's bootcamp instructor. Right. It's so crazy. And then you have moments where you, like, I think whenever you step into full-time entrepreneurship, you have that moment where you go, you, you don't want to say to somebody, cause my, my try on lately has been, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. That's what I say. Or I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. That's like another one that I say a lot. And then in my, but like the immediate, your mind goes, but if you tell somebody that they're just going to assume that you don't have a job, but then I'm like, mm. who the fuck cares? <laughs> like, I don't care. Honestly, like if you break it down, like why do we care so much? what mm -hmm. other people think of uh, what we do for a living. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I think, I think as a whole, we can all let go of that because at the end of the day, like if you're happy with what you're doing and it's bringing you peace. And I had that moment when I was actually in, in Maui, you said that. And I was like, Oh, I went to Maui and I was in Maui in August and somebody asked me what I do. And I, I knew that I was coming to the end of soul cycle. I could feel it in my bones. And I was like, wow, how am I going to answer this later? But then I'm like, but who cares how, what they think? Like mm -hmm. I'm on a trip in Maui right now. So clearly it's not going too bad. Like life isn't that horrible if I'm vacationing in Maui right now. Like, you know, so it really doesn't matter. I think, I think like for anybody out there listening to this, who is like a fitness entrepreneur or, you know, maybe you do teach for yourself or any, just, I mean, any entrepreneurial field, I think like let go of what other people are going to assume. I hope that I really hope that if maybe you can expand on this. I hope if any, if we learned anything in the pandemic, it's that we don't have to work for someone else to be successful. And the redefining of success should truly just be your own. You get mm. to define it. No one else chooses it. You get to choose how much money you want to make. It's hard when we have Instagram, right? And we're seeing what other entrepreneurs are making and doing and living their life. Only you get to decide what's a number that will make me deeply satisfied. What's the number of clients I want? How do I want to show up on screen or not show up on screen? And no one else gets to decide that for us except for us. Mm. And when we've been told for a decade what that looks like, it is hard to relearn and like get more, more in tune with ourselves. But once you do it, I can attest that it's the best thing I've ever done. And you kind of get like the, like the money conversation really demystifies when you unlearn. Mm -hmm. Cause I think like working for soul for almost a decade, like you'd feel bad. Like they may, like you were not, maybe, maybe they weren't even trying to make you feel this way, but they did. Like you felt bad asking for more money. You felt bad asking for more to like live a comfortable life. <laughs> Then on the other side of it, you go like, I find that like, the money conversation has really been demystified and I have no problem now being like, I'd like to be very rich. Thank you so much. <laughs> the money work has been so cool to do the last year and a half. And have you had a money coach? I had a little, I, my first business coach ever. She now does money coaching. Her name's Jen Kennedy. She just like changed my oh. life. And wait, I interviewed um, Alaria Reed on my podcast and she just worked with Jen. Kennedy she worked with Jen. Ken mindset. Yeah. She, you know, she was, she was the first business coach I hired in the pandemic and she's actually ended up hiring about five coaches at the beginning of the pandemic. Cause there was no one that really knew what I was trying to do, which is why then I created the, I created the fit Proco because there was no one out there specializing in group fitness instructors during this time. But Jen ended up being my coach for about a year and a half and working really through a lot of like 
like money mindset things with her and understanding how my brain had always been coping with money and looking at it, she was the one that really taught me about abundance in terms of finances and um, to really sit down and do some of the math, like just sit and do the math. And especially as like a woman, I'd like never been told to be in charge of my own finances in like a really powerful way. And generally like sat with me and came up with kind of this formula for me to do that I revisit every couple of months to make sure like, oh, wow, how much do I want to be making? How much do I need to be making? And how much how much do I actually want? Like not, not anyone else, no one else's voice telling me what, like what, what will make me feel like the badass that I know that I am. And that was like, really what fun. What do I want, which is different sometimes. Cause like what I need is small. Yeah. What, what I, I want, want can be huge. Huge. And that's okay. Yeah. And let's stop feeling bad about like being a female entrepreneur and wanting to be a millionaire. Like let's yeah. stop feeling bad about that. Yeah. And I really believe she was the one. And there were a couple after doing a lot of the money work, I really, really stepped into, um, you know, and acknowledging a lot of my privilege in the industry um, and with money and just my my childhood in general. I realized that if I make more money doing something I'm really passionate about, I'll have more time to give back. I'll have more. I can. I just dropped my prices almost in half because I wanted what I do to be more accessible. And now I'm really comfortable in my business. I can do that. And I can can get health and wellness out there to people that normally couldn't. I have time now and resources now to do things that aren't paid. And that, but that shift, I'd always been like, oh, like to make a million dollars, like you have to kind of be like a little selfish and just like doing only that. And I realized not at all. You can be so selfless when you get there and help out your community and the world 10 times more than you can when you're making half that or even a quarter of that. I, uh, I follow, I talk about him all the time on this podcast I'm manifesting that someday he's going to be a guest, but I, I follow Grant Cardone. And one of the things he says is like you, he goes like middle class, like upper, even upper middle class. Like he goes, they're actually like the, that's like actually the most selfish group of people mm-hmm. because they're still scarce in their mindset and they feel like they have to hold on to everything and they don't give anything away because they've been like, they're still in that space, that mindset of like, I need to hold on to everything. And in order to do this, I have to keep my prices high and I have to not do anything for free. And he goes, and those are the most selfish people. He goes, when you get to the wealthy, like the wealthy, wealthy, like, and he's a billionaire, but he's like, he's like, when you get to that level, like those are the selfless people. Like they know what they need to do to keep the lifestyle that they have worked hard to earn, but they also understand, they also give away things and time and money and resources like it's it's nothing because they're in a position to help others do it too and i was like that part that's that's what i am trying to achieve in my life yeah. you know yeah so let's talk about the fit pro crow owner here mm-hmm. you are you just i mean you kind of mentioned it like you it built out of the fact that like you were figuring this out and people were coming to you to figure help them figure it out so what is the fit pro co the fit pro co is in general, now it gets to be its own brand. It used to just be the course, right? I just called like this little six-week program, the Fit Pro Co. And over time, I turned it into a whole business itself, an entity with other coaches and with lots of programs underneath it. But the Fit Pro Co. itself is a space for health, wellness, and fitness entrepreneurs that are either trying to scale and grow their current business or offering or just build it to build a virtual, maybe it's just your side gig, or maybe it's your full thing that you're going to leave your job for. And both all the programs we offer, you can kind of choose whether or not you're more advanced, you already have something and you want to work on more the alignment side and the scaling side, or you're just like, I just, I need to know what, how to do this on zoom. And we walk you through that. And it's just been, we've now had about 80 people run through all of our courses. And then I have a bunch of one-on-one classes that I, I found a big love for one-on-one work. Group coaching is incredible, but to really be so intimate with clients for almost a year now is just like game-changing to me. 
but, but yeah, the fit pro co itself is just this like space for specifically group fitness instructors. Cause I think we're like weird, unique, magical animals that we can captivate room. We are, we, we've been taught to, you know, be performers and now we're adding in a business side. And I like to really help the people that, you know, we're, we're, we're enlightened. We're connected to something really big when we teach. And it therefore makes us a little sensitive when we're doing the work and it can get overwhelming. And so I call myself, speaking of labels, a business and alignment coach. I've really loved the alignment coach of it for fit pros. Cause you know, if a fit pro is like, how much do I charge for my class? There's so much to talk about in that from what you've been taught to charge to, you know, what's happening around you to, you know, how does it feel to charge 30 bucks versus $10? And, you know, what is some of your mindset that maybe you've brought into your life from your conditioning or your childhood? And to really dive deep into that can really help people make more money, be more in alignment with what they're offering the world. And I believe, like you said, we're, we're human first. We're heart-led people first and then you can add like the business side but I really believe if we can take care of the individual on the back end we can create beautiful epic businesses on the front end so that's what we do at the fit pro co I call it acoustic entrepreneurship acoustic entrepreneurship I love that I really like that because it's like it is it's like if there's a human on the other side of that that's like also trying to build a brand and I think what you what you're giving people is space to be exactly who they are and like help them create something beautiful out of that instead of trying to mold and shape themselves into what they think they should be to achieve that same goal. Exactly. I love that acoustic entrepreneurship. Well, that's, I mean, this whole podcast, like originally it was all about finding the acoustic you, like helping people Mm -hmm. find the acoustic you. Who are you? And like, you're on stage alone at the hotel cafe with no band, right? Like that, that was originally the goal of this show. And then after like through season, you know, through doing, you realize like, Oh, yes. And like, let's niche this niche this down a little bit more into entrepreneurship because that's where I'm at in my life currently. So like you, like I'm figuring this out and maybe I'm like a little farther ahead than you listening. And maybe I have something to offer you that, you know, helped me while I was getting started. Right. And I think when we, when we lead through doing, that's like where that magic happens. So do you have you said you have other coaches. So have you like trained other coaches to do what you do? I have not trained people to be like, I consider myself the lead coach of the Fit Pro Co. And I have a whole syllabus that I walk clients through. Yeah. But there were, there's things, you know, there's diversity and inclusion that is so important to bring to the Fit Pro Co. And it's not mine to teach. So I found the coaches that, you know, they specialize in that and they come on and they either lead a course or a talk or whatnot, yeah. or they're just available as a resource. There's that. There's then, you know, the, I'm still working on my money mindset. I'm still work on my working on my financial side. So I have someone that specializes in that. I have someone that specializes in marketing. So kind of having all those little things and it does kind of rotate every time we do the program. I'll, you know, I'll look at the group and be like, what is needed for this next round? This last round, I brought in my business, my current business coach, her name's Rachel Turner. And she's all about, she's trauma informed. She's all about being more ethical in this industry that we're all in. And, you know, she came on and really supported the last round of the Fit Pro Co. in terms of what's your leadership style? How do you need to be taking care of you first in order to meet your clients? So it's so fun to look at what the needs are of each group and bring in different coaches for that. So cool. That's so cool. I mean, how fun is it though to be able to like have this thing that you've built that is you? Like it's you just in so many different modules and parts and pieces and it's not for anyone, right? Like it. It's so fun. Fucking cool is that? It's, I'm seeing like you, you're feeling that as well for yourself. And I feel like we need to remind ourselves of that. Um, there was something you said a little while ago that then I think goes into this is yes, it's so cool to do this on our own and be so ourselves. But there are days where I like don't leave the house for like three days at a time or I realize like I get a little lonely in the entrepreneurship world. So when you asked me to come on here, I was like, yes, like I'm ready to start podcasts and chatting with other like minded people. I've gotten rid of any sense of competition in the last. I love SoulCycle and I love Berries, but you were a little competitive with your peers. You were like, who has a longer wait list? Who's selling out their class? And it took me. You knew that like not everybody was getting a promotion. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it took me two years to decondition myself. And it took me 80 clients in the Fit Pro Co to every client I worked with. There'd be moments where I'm talking to them and I'm like, that is brilliant. I, 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 I can't believe I haven't thought of that. And I'd sit and be like, it's not yours to think of, Rachel. It is theirs. And they can be wildly successful with it. And your job is to celebrate them and help them cultivate that even more. And guess what? Everyone in the Fit Pro Co could use the same color, same branding, same classes, same class times and also be wildly successful. So with that deprogramming and then really being like, you know, the fit pro co and just what I want to offer as an entrepreneur is spaces for these solo entrepreneurs to connect my dream. I want to have retreats. I want to host people here. I want people to still run their big, beautiful businesses. And remember at souls, you'd have crossovers with instructors. Like that was maybe my favorite part of the job at soul cycle oh, yeah. was 15 minutes with another instructor talking about everything. Fucking shop. Just like doing music. Like, how are you, like, what did you do to like, what yoga class are you going to? Like, yeah, all of it. I miss my crossover friends so much. I miss them so much. Have a lot of crossovers. Cause I always taught Mm. like either the last class of the day at Mm. like, I would, for a long time, I taught like a 4 PM on Sunday and there was no class before it. So it was just me or I would teach 6 AM and then the next class wouldn't be till like 8 30. And so I like, so it wasn't actually until this last year that I've actually, I had crossovers with every class I taught. And I was like, this is great. (laughs) Where has this been my whole career? Yeah, there's something so, and I think in the last year, from what I saw, you were diving even more into entrepreneurship. And then, yeah, we had a whole year of like no crossovers. So there was something really special about seeing people again and talking to them again. So that's what I I think it's so beautiful. Like we said, you know, location freedom of being your own online entrepreneur. And then also like, yeah, like it is, it does require an extra step to really connect intimately online. But once you do it, some of my best friends from this year, Chris Chandler, so many other low, so many people that have been a part of my business and my brand, I've actually never met them in person. And I feel deeply connected to them. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like a whole, that's like a whole other podcast episode of just like how, you know, social media online zoom, like it gets a bad rap. And I, I think it is a balance and you can't, you know, you gotta, you gotta like maintain who your, your sanity through it. And there is so much beauty that can exist. I mean, obviously like I run a a successful business with network marketing and there's people that are like in my downline, in my team, I've never met in person, but I know everything about them. Like I could tell you, like, I know what they need. I know what they don't need. I know what they want. I know their kids. I like, and that all exists through an online space. So there is a lot to be said about the ability to create very genuine, authentic connections through an online space that don't always get the credit they deserve. Mm -mm. As much as I miss being in a big room and loud music, and I would love to add that to my schedule going forward, I feel deeply connected to myself in a way that had never existed prior to 2020. I was about to quit. I was, I I loved what I did, but I couldn't take it anymore. I was so broke and I was at the top. I was a senior instructor. I had prime class times. I was sick. I was skinny. I was weak. I just, I, I was going to just drop it all and I didn't know how to get out of it. And, um, and I was lonely even though I was around people all the time. And it's because I didn't know myself. And I, I wasn't respecting myself and worshiping myself. And I think that's something so cool in entrepreneurship. You're, you have to believe in yourself. No one else is doing it for you. Like mindset is going to make or break an entrepreneur. Like how it's not that it's not what happens if you have a down period, because you're going to, it's when you have, if you're listening to this, like you're going to have shitty months, like you're going to have shitty weeks. You're going to have, like, it's going to suck sometimes and it's going to feel lonely. Like don't come into entrepreneurship and be like, well, if it ever, no, not if, when, when it happens, it's not the fact that it's going to happen. That's going to make or break you. It's how you're going to move through it. That's going to make or break you. And that's like the biggest thing I coach is you have to work on your mind as much as you work on your nutrition or your fitness or your business savviness, right? Like you have to work on your mindset, have to non-negotiable. 
non-negotiable. What kind of books do you like? You like books, I assume. What kind of- uh, it's cute. You ask that because I don't like books. I listen to books. Okay. I think. Well, like, okay, um, so what kind of like personal development stuff yeah. do you really gravitate toward? Um, so I actually about two, um, 15 months in ago, I was sitting there with the coaching industry and was just like, and I think I was on a one-on-one call and I was just like, I, I need to know more in order to hold really ethical and adequate space for the people I'm working with. So, you know, I've looked into therapeutic programs, becoming a licensed therapist, all this. And I discovered there were actually, you know, there's some other modalities that you can ethically bring into coaching, like NLP and things with like intuitive energy and like working with people on their energy management. And so I've done a really awesome neuro-linguistic programming certification through a really good friend of mine. It's a program called Progress. It's incredible. It's all on Zoom. It's like super intimate and you ultimately get to get certified in a really cool coaching format of NLP. And then, so that, that consumed me. There's homework with that, research with that and practice with that. And then another thing I'm in, I have one more year more or less to go of a master's program in intuition medicine. And with that, I have so many books to read and they don't have anything to do with business. And yet they affect my business deeply, you know, reading about like masculine feminine archetypes last month for my masculine feminine part of my program and coming into terms with what are my archetypes? How do I show up in the world? And then next thing I know, I'm on a call with a client and I can see it for them. And then I know better how to serve them and help them and show up for them. So the books I'm reading and the personal development I'm doing has kind of been this like windy road. And I'm really obsessed right now with like energy management for my clients. And, you know, how can I take the spiritual world and bring it into the system world and processes and business running? And you totally can. So I caution to say this because somebody's going to hear this and be like, well, what do you mean? You just said personal development is everything. I think I think that sometimes people, they, they read a lot of books, you know, they read every, they have every John C. Maxwell book in the collection. They have read Be a Badass. They've read all of those things. They've read High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard. Like they've read them all and mm-hmm. they could like recite them to you, but then there's no action. There's no mm-hmm. integration. Yeah. Yes. And I think like you, all of the personal development work you've done has been integrated from the start. Mm. That's I like to think. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, You know, something that's actually helped me a lot is um, working with plant medicine. So for me, I've done a lot of, I do, I practice this in my business. I microdose mushrooms and I don't know what I can say on this. You can edit it in or out. Um, I do that. I do some other plant medicine ceremonies and, you know, the people I work with, they, they choose about what's right for me and when I do it. And those, what I've learned most about any form of plant medicine or just microdosing in general is there has to be an integration process and there has to be an intention process. You don't have an intention before you do it what's going to happen. And then if you don't integrate it into your life and your business and your practice, you're losing it. So I love that stuff. And it's just taught me, that's my personal development right now is really healing myself because healed people heal people. And that's the best I can do to show up for others. And that's amazing. Breezy, uh, my fiance has really wanted to learn more about microdosing mushrooms because she has a lot of like past trauma from like family Mm -hmm. stuff and just like Mm -hmm. personal life and like coming out and like her journey, Mm -hmm. like she has been told multiple times that plant medicine would be really, really mm. good for her. And I, I mean, I was like, you should, but I think it's just one of those things where it's like, you just got to commit to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, uh, see where like, I'm the opposite. Like I'm already a person who can sit with myself very well. I've mm. always been a gift of mine. I've always been able to do a lot of like introspection. And so actually like plant medicine doesn't always work for me mm-hmm. the way that it should, it works for others. And I think it's just about finding the balance, which like, yeah. I just haven't taken the time to do, but I love that. And I love that you, I love that you say that a lot of, a lot of your ability to help others comes from your healing. Cause there is that sense of, Oh, I'm going to just like start this business that helps people. But like they have, like that person hasn't done the work on themselves. You know, like I get that question. A lot of my people message me and be like, how do you stay so motivated? Like, how do you stay so positive? How do you stay so like on top of everything? And I said, because it came from a lot of trauma. It came from a lot of grief. It came from a lot of like loss. 
And I had to figure out like my place in the world when I got divorced. Mm -hmm. Then when I, you know, broke up uh, like uh, later when I broke up with my son's dad and like Mm -hmm. Breezy and I got to get like that. I had to heal. Mm -hmm. I had to figure out like where I was so that now I can be the person who can help other people get through ruts stuck. Yeah. Right. Like that's why like my whole platform is like, I'm going to help you go from stuck to unstoppable because I've, I've done that and am doing that constantly for myself. So I love when you say that like heal people, heal people. Cause it's true. You can't be an authentic entrepreneur. You can't be an authentic leader if you're not willing to do the work on yourself. You just can't. I saw something about entrepreneurship that it was choosing to be an entrepreneur is making a commitment to work on deep shadow self stuff. Deep. And it's just, I don't think I knew that when I signed up and then immediately, maybe month one, you're, you, you're your only tool. You're not, you can hire out. We've talked about that. You ask for help. You have coaches, executive coaches, but at the end of the day, it comes down to you and you have to get to know yourself and it's exhausting. And that's where I think corporate America wins out a lot because it gets you to not know yourself. And isn't it comfortable sometimes to not know yourself and your pains and like you're reminding your trauma and all that. It's super comfortable to do that. But I think it's pretty fun to live a deep, deep life. We've been there. And we both are like, like I got a degree. I have two degrees. I have a master's Mm -hmm. degree. Like Mm -hmm. I've been in the system of like, this is what we're going to tell you. You're going to take it. And this is the truth. And this is it. And like, this is what you must believe. And then you're going to go get a job in this industry. And then then you're going to get paid this because that's, that's what you get paid. And you're going to just like stay on this hamster wheel. So when you like pull yourself out of that matrix, right. All of a sudden you're like, like, I almost felt like when I stepped, like we even like before I left soul and I stepped into entrepreneurship, like all of a sudden, like it was like a balloon that just like the air got sucked out of it. And I was like, Whoa, it got real quiet, real fast. And I had to really figure out who I was so that I could move forward. You know, you- I, I love that analogy. <laughs> yes. The balloon, it got quiet. You had to sit with yourself. You have to day in and day out. That's a great analogy. I like, I feel it. I'm like feeling the, the silence that you sit in when you're going through it. You create your own music. You know? Yeah. It's a really beautiful, it's a really beautiful, it's a beautiful and lonely process. Mm-hmm. But I think the loneliness is where the growth happens. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you, you, you think about a mushroom, it grows in the dark fed shit. Like it grows yeah. on shit and it turns into a really beautiful thing in the darkness. Yeah. I think entrepreneurship is born the same way, especially in the fitness industry during a global pandemic. <laughs> it was incredibly lonely and incredibly isolating and creating the fit pro was the best thing I could have ever done because I, it got me out of being super lonely and super isolated, but I got to witness the growth that had just happened in that. I remember just looking back and then give it and share it abundantly. And in fact, the more you share it, then the more you grow, you grow yeah. tenfold. And anytime there'd be some times I noticed where there were instructors that were very similar to me, very similar from even how we named our classes, to how we showed up in the world, what our background was that they would do something that was maybe similar to what I did. And I would have this moment of like tension and I could feel it build in me. And then I had to just sit and remind myself, they're going to, there are so many people on this planet that need access to health and wellness. We're all going to be so incredibly successful. How can I help that person even more tap into themselves and what they do? And it was a really, it's sometimes scary when you see that part of yourself. You're like, wait, I'm not as like optimistic or celebratory as like I want to be. And then you sit with that and you're like, that's okay. That's my eight-year-old. That's my little eight-year-old. Like that's freaking out about like something because like this happened. I actually, I remember this is kind of random, but I've had to experience, had to feel this a lot the past two years being online and showing up on social media, I remember being like, what's my resistance to this? And it's like, I got bullied on MySpace when I was in like middle school, but that shit comes up and I'm all of a sudden facing like, oh my God, it was like a, I can see the, I can see it. And you're kind of thrown back in there and you realize you gotta, you gotta hold that kid. You gotta talk to them. You gotta really reparent yourself a little bit and support yourself. And then it becomes deeply satisfying work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up, 
really fast. Like I was dancing professionally when I was like 16 years old and I moved to England when I was 20. I got married when I was 20. My ex-husband, like I wish him all the best, but he was like very mentally sick and had a lot of depression, um, a little bit of like a, a very deeply bipolar and like some schizophrenic issues. And so from a very young age, like I had to take care of everything. Like if it was going to happen, I had to do it. I had to make the money. I had to, you know, manage the the household. And like that has come up for me so much in the last three weeks because I let, yes, I stepped into full-time entrepreneurship and you're still leaving a substantial amount of income. And now you've created space to grow that exponentially, but that's not going to happen overnight. That's going to take time. And so for the first time in so long, like Breezy is now like the one who's working constantly. Like she's, she, it's crazy how it happened too, because she was not working a lot and like she was soul searching and doing all this while I was like, we, we kept doing, you know, we kept doing this. And now she, as soon as I left soul, all of a sudden she's booking like movement direction jobs. Like she's doing movement direction for Peloton. She's doing movement direction for all these different companies. She's acting or she's acting. She's in this fitness platform. She's a model. Like she's doing all she's booked constantly. And for like the first time in a long, like in a long time, I had to sit with myself and be like, why am I feeling like angry about this? Because my whole life I was told that I had to. And if I just let that go and I just allow the pause for myself while I'm in this kind of limbo of creativity and like what comes next, you really heal in that moment. Cause it's, it's like a lifetime of like, you have to do it. You have to do it. And my dad raised me to be that way. Like my dad was, my dad was very much like, do it, you know, do it for yourself, Danielle. Like I have him in me. Like he was such a, like such a breadwinner, like even when he didn't have to be like he was and everything he had to do it. And I see that now that he's not here, that like that, those patterns of behavior are really in me. And it's something that I'm really starting to let go of, which is only going to help me be a better leader and, you know, more successful entrepreneur in the end. But yeah, that, that space is fucking rough. (laughs) I also love that you just said leader. Like we, half of what you sign up for as an entrepreneur is being a leader. You're leading lives, you're leading choices, you're leading people in so many ways. And in order to be a good, successful leader, you have to do so much work on yourself. Okay, my friend. Well, listen, I want you to like, you have this business and I know there is multiple people hearing this right now being like, I need to work with this girl. How can people find you? How can people work with you? Tell us everything. People can find on the fitness business side or anyone that's health or wellness entrepreneurs, um, they can find me at the Fit Pro Co on Instagram or online at thefitproco.com. But I love that Instagram. It's so fun. It's such a beautiful community of health, wellness, and fitness professionals. I teach a lot on there. I post a lot about what my offers are and I'm available. I do a lot of, I love that you're, you mentioned as you build more wealth, you're able to do more things for free. I do weekly a free office hour. So anyone in the industry can just like come sit, chat. We're face to face. We can, we can have a, a talk. And I feel like especially going, wrapping up this year and going into 2022, it's really important to me to hold that space for people right now. So come join that. It's an hour a week around, I want to say it's Wednesdays at 11 Pacific standard time, but you'll find all that info out on the Instagram. I do host VIP days so I can do something online with you or even in person if you wanted to travel. And then we have our seventh round of the Fit Pro Co is starting in January of that accelerator for more the new entrepreneurs. So those of you that are listening that are in the fitness industry that want to either make your own side income or you want to fully like do what Danielle and I did and leave it and start something new but still stay in fitness, that would be the program for you. And we have 10 spots every time. And I haven't even announced it or quote launched it yet. But if you send me a DM, we can chat about it sooner than later. And then if you're listening and you're one of those people that support fitness professionals by taking their classes online, I have a new app coming out in two weeks, but right now it is available just online, not just on your phone. And you can find me, Rachel Brooke. I'm sure Danielle will add that Instagram handle and you can find me there. And that membership, like I said, I just cut it down in half so that I can make it way more accessible to people. You get access to all my videos, spin, dance, boot camp, and you got to take live classes with me. So those are the ways people can work. You do nothing else. And wait, you said two weeks. So I don't, I have to figure out when 
what's two weeks? Oh, what day exactly is that app? I don't, I don't have a day. It's going to be around Thanksgiving. Oh, next week is Thanksgiving. So it might be the week after Thanksgiving. Okay. So right around the, around December. Yeah. December. So I think this episode, by the time people are hearing it in December. So the app just launched. The app just launched. Let's go. Time really, time has no meaning to me. You'll learn that about me soon. Real people are. Um, I, I, if, if you do nothing else, like if you are not in the fitness industry and like not looking to grow a fitness brand, if you do nothing else, go take a class with Rachel Brooke because she is a magical unicorn and will light your soul on fire in all of the best ways. And I can say that for sure. Um, there are so many ways to get involved with this girl and it doesn't always just have to be through working with her in like a fitness brand issue. Like you can go and take her class and, and get all of who Rachel is. So friend, I adore you and I cannot thank you enough for this conversation. You've taught me a lot in this last hour and I am just so grateful for you. It's great to be here. Thanks for being my first podcast. Broke that, broke you, that cherry. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm grateful. I'm so glad we got to connect and I'm so proud of you. There's so much in front of both of us and Here we go. I know. I'm I really excited. We're supporting people. And I feel like we're going to work together again. Like, I feel like you I would love that. And I'm like, I want to do a retreat. Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's like do a retreat together. Mm-hmm. I have three coming up. Let's do it. Oh my gosh. Let's do it. Oh my God. You're amazing. I love you and have Thank a beautiful you. day. Mm, you too. You know what I love most about people like her? She took her passion, something that she's really, really passionate about. Obviously she has a dance background, so she's naturally really able to kind of pivot and do whatever is necessary at the time. And that's just like a dancer mindset. And she took that and combined it with what the the fitness industry really needed. And she answered a question and solved a problem for so many fitness professionals and continues to do so, especially as more fitness professionals move to a more online teaching experience or just wanting to diversify their offerings, right? Not just teaching classes. Maybe they do want to create a brand for themselves, whatever it is. She's doing such a good job. So she left you her info. You can find her um, handle in our show notes. She's at the Fit Pro Co. And you can go and connect with her if you are a fitness professional and looking to diversify what you offer. She is going to be amazing for you. But I hope that this really spoke to you, whether or not you work in the fitness industry. And um, I just can't thank you enough for continuing to support this podcast. We're having so much fun. And it's just my truest honor to bring it to you every week. So like I said, go follow, go follow along. If you are on Apple Podcasts, that is my favorite platform to use. We are anywhere you hear your podcasts, including now YouTube. You can watch or listen to our episodes on YouTube. Uh, But if you are on Apple, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Give us a review, write us a review, give us a rating, all the things. And of course, share this episode with somebody who you think needs it. I hope wherever you are, you are having the most amazing day because you deserve it no matter who you are. And we will see you on Friday for another episode of Unplugged with me. Have a great day. Bye.